0: hello and welcome to smpd the podcast where we look back at the cartoons that shaped our childhood it is christmas time so it's our festive special um this one's a bit special for me because we're looking back at not only what is my unquestionably favorite christmas special of all time but easily one of my favorite cartoons slash films of all time Uh, we're looking at how the grinch stole christmas
1: yeah, um, just to clarify, it's the uh, the 1966 version from Chuck Jones um, with Boris Karloff doing the uh, the voices, not the Jim Carrey vehicle.
0: No, no, look, there is only one adaptation that counts here. Um, look, If you like the Jim Carrey Grinch, you know, we, we've discussed this sort of thing on Who Wins on this podcast before. As far as remakes and sort of reboots go, look, if that's your thing, if you like the Jim Carrey one, more power to you. It's great that you love that. I don't. It's not my Grinch. I haven't seen the new one yet. It looks awful. That will never be my Grinch. To be honest, I probably won't bother watching it. This is my Grinch.
1: I may, with the new one, I've not seen it either. I may pick it up when when it's on Netflix and stuff like that. I may, no, I may look at it in the future, but I'm not that bothered about that. I've got to be honest, no. Um, I mean, I my first exposure to the Grinch was the book. Um, I didn't see this um, this animation for many years, and then I hadn't seen it for about ten years until yesterday. Um, so it's. It's one of those, the book I go back to quite often, to a point where last year I had to buy a new version because I couldn't find my previous version, um, and was called Sad, because I was spending money in a book I've read a million times. But so be it, that's what I do. It's a wonderful book, and it's one of those books that, yes you
0: can read it time and time again i read it every year as well but it's also beautifully illustrated so it's one of those books that you need you need the book you need the physical thing you need to look at the drawings there
1: yeah
0: Uh, it is for all intents and purposes kind of a picture book really yeah which is as much about the illustrations as it is about the rhyme yeah definitely um but yeah we're talking about the adaptation that was done in in 1966 by by chuck jones um my first exposure to The Grinch, conversely, wasn't the book. It was this. Right. Um, and I remember... I mean, this isn't... This cartoon, this special, I don't think... Well, I know is not such a big thing for us in the UK as it is in the US. Yeah. However, I distinctly remember the first time I saw it. And it was a Christmas morning. Uh, I was maybe six or seven. I can't pinpoint my exact age. But I was maybe six or seven. It was on BBC... Um, and at this time, I don't know if they still do it now, but on Christmas morning, they would always have cartoons from, like, 5am, like, until sort of 8, 9-ish when you get, like, Noel's Christmas presents and Songs of Praise and all that kind of yeah. shit. Who knows why? Because, how? like, honestly, what kid wants to watch cartoons on Christmas morning?
1: Yeah, when it should be opened.
0: When you Yeah, when they should be opened. However, TV was on in the background, as it is for so many of us. And I... I mean, I've just said that, but I distinctly remember this because i stopped opening presents and watched this um it was on in the background i turned my attention to it i still remember the exact scene as well it was the scene right at the beginning where the who's going through on the great big electrocardial flux yeah and it was colorful and noisy and attracted my attention and i stopped and watched it um didn't know what it was at the time i just knew that i loved it uh then god we're probably talking 10 years later as a kind of mid-teen i found out what it actually was yeah got hold of it uh, got hold of the book as well um and then i've i've watched it every year since this is a tradition for me my christmas eve now always starts with sitting down and watching how the grinch stole christmas that is a non-negotiable at christmas time for me <laughs> It's the very first thing I do when I wake up on Christmas Eve. I love this cartoon.
1: Yeah. Love it. I mean, I'm looking now. I mean, Jess is five and Jake's four. So, I mean, we've got two small children now who would appreciate this sort of thing. So, this is the sort of thing I'm going to start looking to do is get to that sort of tradition point where no previously did not been old enough. Mm-hmm. So, now we can start looking at things like that. I mean, I've, last year, um, this uh, I didn't have a copy for years. I had it on VHS fucking years ago, which I think we recorded off the TV. I don't think it was a uh, proper one. And then I didn't have it for years, and then um, iTunes do a sale every December, and they do different offers every day. And last year, this was one. I think it was like three ninety nine for, which for what it is, it's it's quite a lot. But you think, well, it's it's Christmas, and you think, well, fuck it, why not? Because then it goes back up to seven ninety nine the rest of the year because people don't buy it. Um, But I thought, you know what, fuck, I'm going to pick it up, and so picked it up. Didn't then get around to watching it because everything else was going on, and life gets in the way, and all that sort of shit. but yeah, so I mean, it's something that I've you know, gone out of my way to get, and then you know, there are other things, there's things I don't know before Christmas and stuff, which, um, again, introduced. I I saw that when it first came out, and then every, you know, once I once I started doing it, every year we picked that up and put that on, yeah. and then we move into some sort of, you know, things like Bad Santa and stuff, because just because they're a lot of fun and yeah, um, yeah, kids have gone to bed at that point, so you can you, know, you can do things like that. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's certainly something that for, um, it's 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 a good tradition, it's a healthy tradition. Um, and I say you no. Know, I remember my first exposure. To this was um, the book, and when when I was very small, we used to go to the library. It was a library in, in right in the center of town, which isn't there anymore. And so we used to go there, and the, the kid section was massive, considering that like, no, a lot of kids don't read, but it was a massive kid section, and there's stuff like the you know, Bernstein Bears and stuff like that. But I remember pulling this one out, which had this funny green man on the front, and on the back there was this funny, the same funny green man, but in a Santa costume. And I had to have this book, and I think it was like July. Yeah. My, my mother kept saying, "No, you know it's, it's a Christmas book. We'll get it at Christmas time." So then, come Christmas when we, 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 or come December when we were back in the library, I pulled it out again because she'd forgotten all about it. But I pulled it out again, and she went, oh, "Okay, yeah, fine." And I said, "It would have been about four, possibly five And this book came out, and I remember who I don't remember. I didn't remember the, all the words for a long time. I just remember it had a silly rhyme to it mm. and some of the pictures. And again, they said about the um, no, the um, what's it called? The electro electrocardio that's <laughs> the um, one. I can never say that. Um, yeah, no, remember sort of the, the illustration of that and stuff. So I mean, I, I remember this book, and then obviously the seeing the seen this um, animation a couple of years later, and yeah, it's just one of those. It's a even though I d- didn't have that sort of history of watching it year in year out, it, it's just sort of, it's always in there. And because it was in bed at such a young age, it's always never gone away. Much like the He-Man and Shiro Christmas we looked at last year. But with slightly different results.
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's weird, I guess, because yeah, both of them kind of went away for a period of time in my life and then came back. I I don't watch He-Man and She-Ra every year, primarily because it's fucking awful, as we discussed last year. <laughs> um, but you know, I will I will dig it out. I am I am a Christmassy person. I'm very big on Christmas, and I will just dig out these things. Year after year, but there's just something different for me about the Grinch, um, and I think there there are two specific films for me. Um, you've mentioned one of them already as well. There's, there's the Grinch and there's the Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, Nightmare Before Christmas, incidentally, depending on what day you ask me, I might actually tell you is my favourite film of all time. Um, but both of those, um, even though uh, I watched Nightmare when it first came out, and as I say, I rediscovered the Grinch in my mid-teens and kind of carried on watching them i remember there being a point in my very early 20s um where you kind of get to that age where christmas just isn't really christmas because you're not excited anymore for opening presents and stuff like that and and you i remember just really having a specific christmas where i was like well this just feels like a normal day i didn't i wouldn't say i didn't have any christmas spirit but i certainly wasn't excited about christmas and there was just something something a bit off um, and I specifically remember watching those two back to back. I started with Nightmare, then went to the Grinch. And look, I don't care who you are. You can be the biggest Scrooge on the planet. Hello. Yeah, as Mark is. Uh, by the time you hit Welcome Christmas at the end of the Grinch, if you don't get the warm and fuzzies, you are just dead inside.
1: Yeah, I think that's a fair point. I mean... I'm not. I've never been a massive fan of Christmas, and I, I had that same point. I think I was about eighteen or nineteen, um, where you think, well, Christmas is for kids. Mm-hmm. No, um, yeah, not from a religious family. We were a Christian family, but you know, church wasn't a big part of anything. No, once we once we started playing sport the weekend, church went out the window, sort of thing, and it was um, it wasn't really important to us. So Christmas is just kind of well, you get some presents and you get some time off school. Well, I would have been in uni at the time, so you, know, you, you get a nice break but it was kind of just up. The, the the highlight of Christmas was going out Christmas Eve getting absolutely shit-faced yeah. getting in about three o'clock in the morning sleeping until mid-morning get up have a turkey sandwich and fuck off back to bed yeah Christmas did it, there's definitely a period in that
0: late teens early twenties where Christmas is just about getting absolutely fucking yeah shit-faced and then you've got that that's week all christmas, christmas is new year
1: where you, go, you just drink every day it's christmas eve you don't you don't get out on christmas day because it's christmas day and you're with your family and all that bollocks i did Well, yeah <laughs> maybe no, but, that's me yeah. but uh, and then something you know boxing day you're out with all your mates again and you've got that week where you go out with different groups and different people and you, you see different people you do different things but you always end up shit-faced yeah right up until yeah. new year's then you go out new year's spend an absolute fortune on what's essentially another day in a pub and then you spend new year's day sleeping it off and then that week it's back to normality yeah and yeah, you're right. So that's a period and when you, when you're probably 16, 17, 18, right up until you're until, until sort of you, until you you, you early to mid 20s, it just doesn't really have that appeal. Yeah. And then, so, you know, as you get older, you, know, you start you, you, you get involved in relationships, and you, you have you sort of start to enjoy family time more. Mm-hmm. And then you have families of your own and things like that. So you get to that point where the the activities of Christmas change, and the point of Christmas changes. I having small children in that home now it's a case of right Christmas is about them I don't give a fuck you've never given a fuck about Christmas yeah but it's it's one of those things that um, to me it's just it's another Tuesday yeah it doesn't run yeah okay I'm I'm not working but I don't work when I'm there yeah Um, so yeah it's it's that sort of thing whereas it's it's, it's making it special for the kids and trying to keep that momentum because obviously in school they're getting up. they start practicing Christmas concerts and they start doing all this sort of stuff from about Early November, mm-hmm. so they then get start getting warmed up and they you know their decorations everywhere and they keep on getting you know, it's feeding it all the time. And it's for for us now as adults, it's about sustaining that momentum so that we don't get fucked off with Christmas by about the 15th of December, yeah. Um, and then going, oh, fucking we've got another week for it. No, another 10 days, so we have to put up with this shit. And then come Boxing Day, right, that's done for another year, yeah. And incidentally, Boxing Day is my favorite day of the year because it's as far from fucking Christmas as you can possibly be. Jesus Christ, dude! <laughs> like, see, I, see, I'm the two sizes too small, Grinch.
0: Yeah, you definitely are. Whereas, yeah, I'm the ten Grinches plus two Grinch. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, this this has become for me like i am one of those people that would celebrate christmas year-round given the opportunity um christmas incidentally still is about getting absolutely bladded for me i mean there is, <laughs> it's great seeing family and stuff as well and everybody loves getting presents but christmas is about having like two weeks off work for me because i always book some extra time as well where there's no responsibility and i can just get absolutely fucking bladdered every day if i want to and watch what i want and do what i want um but, yeah, this, the, the official start of Christmas for me every year is Christmas Eve when I watch The Grinch. And I look forward to this as part of my Christmas now. Like, yes. this is... Watching The Grinch isn't just a traditional thing that I do. It, like, I have to do it. That it is mm-hmm. not Christmas if I do not get up and watch The Grinch on Christmas Eve. Um, and I think that is... As much as it's become ingrained over time, part of that is just because it is so intrinsically linked to christmas now for me like the the feeling as i say when you get to welcome christmas at the end like it, it's goosebumps it really is yeah and, and i don't think there's anything else any other christmas film that does that to me there are other christmas films that i absolutely love i mean I can I can put two of them in my favourite films of all time being Nightmare Before Christmas it is a Christmas film not a Halloween film it's a film about Christmas, Christmas yeah clues in the fucking title um, and A Wonderful Life both are amongst I would say my top ten favourite films The Wonderful Life is debatable about whether it's a Christmas film but it's generally regarded to be yeah I'd um, I would, I would say it is it feels Christmasy it's actually more of a New Year film I think technically than a Christmas film yeah but that's not really a thing is it no it's not um but anyway, anyway we're digressing already um this just those films are great but i could watch them any time of year i think yeah and enjoy them just as much i only watch the grinch at christmas and it doesn't feel like christmas without it
1: yeah and i, th- I think the, the the question i mean you can there are some films that say they have christmas in them they're set mm-hmm. at christmas but you can watch them any time of year like
0: there's, Die Hard. Yeah,
1: there's the huge debate about Die Hard every year. Also a, a Christmas
0: film. Look, yeah. millennials,
1: get to fuck. Go and fuck off all the
0: way to wherever you want to fuck off to. Die Hard is a Christmas film. Has always been a Christmas film. End
1: of debate. Or don't fuck off because we need the listeners. But Die Hard's a Christmas film. Deal with it. Um, yeah. But yeah, you know, it's it is it is it, no. There's a debate every year. It's a Christmas film as far as I'm concerned. I, if anyone wants to argue that, that's up to them. But for me, it's a Christmas film. Get to fuck. So is Die but, Hard too. Yeah, but I can also watch Die Hard in June and not really give a fuck because it's still an action film yeah The Grinch isn't anything other than a Christmas film it's a Christmas story about Christmas yeah absolutely and whereas other films will revolve around Christmas in some way they're not solely about Christmas yeah which this is and I think that's where that's the difference and that's why you, you can't you can watch no it's 2019 and with not nearly 2019 All the um, all the devices no, we, we we have DVDs we have Blu-rays we have streaming obviously. you can watch it whenever the fuck you like yeah, yeah but it's a Christmas film yeah and nobody's rolling this fuck out right in June
0: no no absolutely not and I mean even to the point where obviously when we do the regular show we re uh, what whatever it is that we're going to be talking about prior to watching it and Mark has rewatched The Grinch before recording this podcast I haven't because I can't watch The Grinch at any other time <laughs> other than Christmas and it just would not feel right to me so I don't incidentally I don't need to re-watch The Grinch I fucking know this thing like the back of my hand um I, like I don't need to rewatch it for this and I will not rewatch it until Christmas Eve it oh, is part of it. my Christmas it's a once a year deal for me because mm. I feel like I need to preserve
1: that kind of special feeling that it gives me yeah and I, th- I think that's I think that's part of it as well as it's the effect it has on you isn't it? yeah, it's, yeah not, definitely. it's not just the content it's not what the content represents and what it what it brings yeah. up as well so that's right oh that's not bad We're no 15 minutes and so we haven't actually mentioned the fucking film yet
0: well, I mean, we have, we have but it's but, more. Yeah. T- I, I mean, it, I, it is important, I think, to just stress, certainly to me, um, how important this is. This isn't just another Christmas special like *He Man and Shira*, where it happens to be something that's set at Christmas. Yeah. And I, I certainly don't think I'll be alone in feeling like that about *The Grinch*. I'm sure there are uh, others of you out there that, that feel exactly the same about it. Mm, um, definitely. And if
1: you don't, you're just doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> No, but that, that's right, and I think, I think that it is important to stress that. Um, but yeah, so we'll <coughs> excuse me. So yes, we'll come on to the, come on to the film and stuff. Um again. If you don't know the Grinch, you don't know the story of the Grinch. What fucking rock have you been living under? Um, but just in case, um, the Grinch, voiced by Boris Karloff, the film's main character, he lives on top of uh, in a cave on top of Mount Crumpet, uh, looking down on Whoville. He's a surly character with a heart two sizes too small. He's hated for hated Christmas for fifty three years. And on Christmas Eve, he decides he's had enough and he's going to steal Christmas. Because if he's not going to enjoy it, nobody is. And that's kind of the crux of it. There's there's lots of backstory about it and um, lots of lots of stuff written about the story itself. I'm not going to spoil it for you. If, you. if you don't know, go and watch it. Go and read it.
0: Yeah, no, it's a very simple story. And um, part of the reason that the Jim Carrey Grinch doesn't resonate with me and I haven't watched it so much and part of what I dislike about what I've seen of the new Grinch as well is this... Because they're longer films, there's always a need to then embellish that story and build on it. Yeah. um, And make it. I mean, in the Jim Carrey one, I distinctly remember them giving him a backstory as to why he hates Christmas and stuff like that. I don't need it. Look, I don't need to know why Michael Myers stabs people every Halloween, Mm. and I don't need to know why the Grinch hates Christmas. He just does. He just does. Um, And I mean, this is only uh, like twenty something minutes. It's like twenty yeah i was going to say it's like 27 i mean even with commercials when you watch it on tv it's only a half hour special and i think that's part of why this version works so well is that it it literally is the book transcribed with a handful of extra lines to fit in with the songs that they shoe in there Mm. and two extended sequences montages as such there's the sequence of the grinch actually stealing christmas yeah. And then there's the sequence of the Grinch and Max riding down
1: into Whoville,
0: which I guess you could actually argue is part of that it, sequence, it's to part be of fair. It. And I mean, so. if you
1: look at the, the the commentary now, is the Julie Donaldson books, um, things like Zog and the Gruffalo and stuff like that. And they've done the same thing with those. They've made 25-ish minute animations of those. And all they do is you've got somebody narrating the book, and they kind of feel, they they basically animate the action. So where things are going on, like in Stickman, for example, you you see, it, there's a line in the book about him helping Santa deliver presents. Mm-hmm. It's a line on our page, but it's a sequence in the thing, so it stretches out. Yeah. That's the way they've done it, but they, they've just told the book in a different way. Yes. They haven't yeah. felt the need to go, right, we're going we're gonna to make a 90-minute yeah. live-action CGI crossover with yeah. a stick.
0: They they haven't complicated things, because you know the, the message is simple, you know, and, and the story is simple. It worked in a probably 30 something page book Hmm. so there's no reason it can't work in a 27 minute special it doesn't need that level of embellishment um i think it's all the stronger for it
1: yeah i think so um and i I think you're right i think that i'm trying to remember what the grinch's backstory wasn't it that he there was a girl that he liked and he got snubbed
0: at christmas some shit like that i mean look i've only seen the jim carrey grinch i think twice um first time i went as a fan of the cartoon so i had baggage going in didn't like it i gave it a second chance um it's not for me um yeah i say i don't want to watch this new one as well i will watch it there's part of me that feels like i need to watch it as a huge fan of viewerskew. so i feel like i need to support scott Mosier. um but i'm not going to enjoy it and i know i'm not
1: no i think it's one of those i mean the we've talked about already obviously there's a there's an attachment to this to this version that we're talking about Whereas the new one you are a man in your mid to late 30s um, so late 30s I'll take it as yeah. <laughs> um, so yes yeah, so, I mean you you'll go into this with not only the baggage of what you bring from the previous two uh, iterations but also the fact that at your age you're going into this and it, it will be it'll be done in a way that it appeals to children now mm-hmm. yeah and there will be things in there that weren't in Disc Grinch or in the Jim Carrey Grinch which as I said that's 20 years old next year I think Yeah. so I mean there are things that won't be in that which will make it a bit more relevant to now make it a bit more relatable now but you'll go into that think what the fuck have they done that for that's not in the book
0: yeah and I think there's also a danger there I mean don't get me wrong I'm I'm seeing a lot on, on Facebook and social media at the moment of people re-watching the Jim Carrey Grinch and, and this has become a thing for them now you know yeah. kids that, what, people that were kids when that was around watching that But with this adaptation that we're talking about, we're talking about something that's 52 years old now. Yeah. And I strongly believe you could sit any toddler down in front of it now and they would still love it. You could sit anybody with enough sort of cognitive reasoning to watch it, to follow it as a story now, and they would love it. Hmm. Because all of the the gags would still land because the classic cartoon gags yeah they're, they're timeless yeah they are timeless there, there's an element of timelessness to it because it's so pure i think those two adaptations that have come since they will age eventually i think you this version that's come out now i don't think we'll be talking about it in 10 years let alone 52 no the jim carrey one yeah there's a there's a generation that like it now i'm not sure in another generation's time there'll be anything in there for for people because just if, if no other reason the makeup and the practical effects that are in there will age yeah. badly
1: that, that's right and i think I, I, I don't envisage me passing that on to my kids no and then passing it on to their kids in the future no no it, it's not something i can see happening um you're talking about that i mean the, the biggest problem this this version of the grinch will have with aging is obviously the output it's or whatever format it's on
0: i mean yeah even even the dvd now um the transfer is atrocious
1: it really is bad yeah. Um, I mean I, I got it on iTunes and visually it's kind of what you expect because it's I mean I was watching it on my iPad yesterday and it's, it's an HD device trying mm-hmm. to do something that's not as barely in D let alone yeah. HD um, the biggest problem I had was sound transfer was shit and really? it keeps dipping out which I'm, I've never seen on iTunes before or heard on iTunes before yeah yet. that's not a problem
0: on the DVD either so I mean, so it's, I mean it's, again
1: it's, I think it's where it's been they've tried to upgrade it and tried mm-hmm. to make it higher quality it hasn't translated and I think that's the biggest problem is how people now will access it Yeah, I mean, there is, I've had
0: three versions of it now. Just every time a new version comes out, save for Blu-ray, which I haven't upgraded to yet, but every time it gets remastered on a DVD, or I've gone from VHS to DVD, every time something comes out, I will buy it. Uh, And I I remember specifically the first DVD I had, which was a a Region 1 DVD, um, there was some really weird discoloration in that. Um, i don't know whether it was that the stock that they transferred from it aged or what but it was just weird there was the grinch had this weird kind of sickly green skin i think i've seen that actually it's very very strange um it's not they've sorted that out in in subsequent versions um but yeah it is very old and as such it's it's going to look old but i think the story and the quality of the anime i mean it's chuck jones of course the quality of the animation is there yeah but it's look that is just the format the the fact that it looks it looks old that is just the format so much in the same way that maybe there's an initial barrier for a modern audience to watch a black and white film as long as the film let's take wonderful life as an example as long as the film is good and the story is good you will get past that because yeah. you will get
1: lost in in the world that's been created. Yeah, of course you will. And that's just normal. Whereas, you know, if you, if you've got something that's narratively weak anyway, or that where there are effects, you'll, that jar, you'll it, bin it, it off. It pulls
0: you out, yeah. and then you think, "Well, fuck! I can't be bothered." Yeah, you'll bin it off. So, yeah, I, I I don't envision that being a problem. It would be great if they could get a really nice, clean master of this out there. But yeah, look, if they can't, then it doesn't make it any worse. Much in the same way that watching an old Bugs Bunny cartoon is not a bad thing just because it looks like shit it's still a Bugs Bunny cartoon yeah exactly you know so yeah I I personally don't have an issue with that I can see that some younger audiences come through the first time particularly in this generation now I mean we're from a generation where we're used to seeing older stuff on you know we're used to seeing VHS so yeah Quality isn't such an issue. And for us. Let's be fair. A lot of time it was copied VHS to VHS as well, so yeah. it was even worse. Yeah. So we we can cope with
1: yeah. things like that, whereas kids today are used to super crisp four K HD. Well, that's it. And I will qualify as well. I mean, so the the visual was what it was. It wasn't horrendous. not it, it wasn't as if you couldn't make out what was going on. It was all shit. The problem with me was the audio. But it was only it was music bits. So it was some pitchy bits that were dropping out. It wasn't mm-hmm. the dialogue. The dialogue was fine. It was just where where they were singing or where you had music swelling at the beginning. Yeah, and just when it got to a certain point, it it was just like it couldn't cope. Where they where they've remastered or where they haven't remastered, it's just like it couldn't cope with going up a, up another Weird. level. It was really bizarre. Um, yeah. as I said not as I said not watched it honest version since I bought it, so it's quite quite disappointing in that respect. Hmm. Um, but didn't lessen the enjoyment any. Um, to talk about the production, um, we mentioned Chuck Jones. Um, he'd um, done a lot of work with Warner Brothers during World War Two on the Private Snafu training cartoons. So was quite a favourite the company. They were a favourite of him and his work, uh, and they wanted. Um, they approached him to turn um, *Puzzle Grinch* Christmas into a, a TV special in time for Christmas, which didn't give him a lot of time to do it. But all accounts, um, but. I mean, no, it's 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 a no, they had a lot of faith in, in both in, in Chuck Jones and in the product.
0: And I mean, look, just to touch on this briefly, yeah, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably know who Chuck Jones is, but if you don't, I mean, yeah, it's not like you're giving this money to some unknown animator here. Yeah, this it, is a it, proven this commodity. This is like, I mean, you get Walt Disney, then you get Chuck Jones. Yeah, this isn't then like a kid
1: out of, uh, of kindergarten. And even. just to clarify,
0: I'm not calling Walt Disney a great animator there because we all know he wasn't, um, but. You get what I'm saying, yeah,
1: that's right. Um, yes, yeah, so, I mean there's, there's a great deal of trust and there's a great there's a great deal of belief in the product, and I think that comes across with the fact that there they, there aren't big cuts, there aren't big sweeping changes to it. They've made the book. Yes, and that is its strength.
0: Yeah, I think they have just they have just embellished the book with some cartoon shenanigans, essentially. But, with and it is that kind of and the reason I think it works so well is because they've taken what was on the page which is for a for a seuss book the illustrations in the book as well are quite sort of dark yeah in, in some ways especially the way the grinch is going. and they've taken that and just given it that slight anarchic chuck jones quality yeah and embellished it with you know with the slapstick stuff that yeah. you expect from a looney tunes cartoon that's it
1: and i mean i don't I, i'd be loath to call it embellishing even to be honest i think they just kind of filled in the gaps. Yeah, I guess. I mean, if yeah. if you look at the way, obviously, we have got Boris Carl Boris reading the book, effectively, and then voicing yeah. the character. But they haven't really done anything extra. They've just gone right. Well, he's in his cave, and then he needs to be on top of the mountain. It's just that, the stuff they, you they, get: the the yeah. ride down the mountain and the that's and they've, stealing. The... They've just filled. They've just gone from point. they've brought yeah. you from point A to B. You haven't jumped, and that's what yeah, they've true. Done. True. It's no. It's not like they've gone. Oh well, we need to find an extra bit here, or an extra sequence here, just to do this because otherwise it doesn't make any sense. They've gone. Okay. Well, he's on top of the mountain, looking down at Uvill needs to get to whoville yeah so let's get in there so they've just thrown
0: some some basic cartoon nonsense in there really yeah um, which to be fair the ride down the mountain is probably the weakest part of the whole film yeah but it still at no point is it bad no, it's just the right. point where if i'm going to tune out at any point watching this for a couple of seconds it is the ride down the mountain i
1: think if if you look at it logically you'd probably call it the necessary evil yes it is but um, evil probably a bit harsher word yeah, but no, it, it's it's that way. It, it was necessary, so it's, it's functional. Whereas, oh, yeah, yeah, it is, whereas, yeah. whereas the rest of it is, it's more enjoyable. That bit is, it serves a purpose and it does that, and that's and, and it's look, it,
0: it's not bad. You know, you get you get the whole thing with you know the sleigh overtaking Max and stuff like that, and you get like I say the kind of believable unbelievability that you get in these kind of cartoon slapstick so it's, it's, it's no point bad and certainly not the first maybe once or twice you watch it yeah. it's it's enjoyable for me now having seen this every year for the past 20 odd years yeah, um, yeah I kind of if at any point I'm going to tune out it's that point point. Yeah, and then I'm straight back in as soon as we get
1: Whoville and, and we get into Mr Grinch yeah so, that's right um the original broadcast was sponsored by the Foundation for Full Service Banks. So I didn't realize I've never seen one of these versions, but the original broadcast had sponsor plugs all the way through the original airing. Uh, that that doesn't surprise me. I
0: mean, it's a Christmas special, so yeah. it, I mean that's where the money came from as well. They yeah. had to. Let's bear in mind this is on a network, so they had to recoup some of that cost.
1: Yeah. So I um, You it,
0: know, there's a specific reason that it's twenty-seven minutes and not twenty-five and not thirty. Like we yeah. need three minutes of commercials in there.
1: Yeah. So then when they, when they around to redoing it then also they cut all the sponsor bits out yeah but again you don't notice any natural any breaks in it no 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 not at all it's so, it's fluid yeah so I mean, that's that's quite interesting i mean you, you expect a lot of it now i mm-hmm. wouldn't i mean i wasn't around in the 60s, so i don't know but I mean, you wouldn't expect as much of it but again it's kind of where they've gone yeah i said they need the money so we'll get it from
0: somewhere Well, i mean go. if this was happening now it would be on netflix and it would just be 25
1: minutes start to finish yeah that's it, it, it you know you just say netflix at the beginning and that's it yeah exactly so um, yeah um, entirety of the book's text with some slight embellishment was adapted into the special it's a special with full 30 minute time slots songs and animated sequences without words aha even wikipedia says it's embellished but it's wikipedia you could have written that okay morning. I still
0: win that argument <laughs> wikipedia said it maybe I, I did yeah
1: <laughs> um, but yeah I, yeah I, I I, think embellishment is probably a bit of a strong word yeah I get uh, where I, you're I, coming I, from yeah, yeah. I, I, I know what you mean by saying embellishment no, they have added to it but they've not yeah. they've not added anything to it they've just no they've not given any weight to anything there at all no they've just yeah they are right it it's out. just functional um, so um, as all major networks have flipped a full uh, colour schedule by 1966 a special was produced in colour establishing the Grinch's colour which is um, white in the two tall illustrations of the book uh, made in green and then that's sort of stuck into later versions so that then they sort of said well I think with the book version, I've got is black and white as well, so it's, um...
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's, I, this is Wikipedia, I think it's a stretch to say that he's white in the book. It's not that it, he's it, white, it's that the book is black and white. Black and white, yeah. <laughs> but
1: I mean, it's, it's, the... the
0: Actually, uh, there's, I'm sure, isn't there an element of red in there as well, or am I
1: imagining? I can't it? remember. Um, I think it depends on the version of the book you have. Yeah, um,
0: I'm not sure. I'm just. We're actually in a room with a copy of the book. Sorry if I'm. That makes going a change. Distance. Um, but yes, yeah, so, I mean, um, it,
1: it's it's interesting, enough, but because I mean, that's the sort of thing. And that's right, not, there is red. So there's red. There um, is red. red Paul, is the only so... color, isn't that? I think. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, like, but if you look at the Grinch. You look, there's, but the Grinch is black and white. The Grinch yeah. is black and white. So he's his outfit is red. His eyes yeah. are red. And I mean, if you look at the way it's animated, um, it's kind of where the fur is. That's black, isn't it? So the the the, the very definite lines. Yes. So I'm not what would be his beard and things like that. That's, that's blackened and that's shaded and the rest of him is white. So then that choice to make him green, I think, w- was probably because, as I said, the, the networks had gone to full colour by that point, but you could still produce that. There's no reason why you couldn't produce a black and white cartoon with red in it because that's your colour. Yeah, so, yeah, So it shows that it's intentional. But I think that decision to make him that sub-colour green... I think, it, I, yeah, it was huge because... And it's iconic now. I mean, if you, people think of the Grinch now, they think of him as that green, as green. Yeah, yeah. But looking at that, the illustration on the front of the book you've got there, which is, it's not the same book I've got, but it's got the same illustration on the front. Yeah. He's black and white. Yeah, he is, black and white with, with yellow eyes. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's got red eyes inside
0: the book, but the cover is yellow. Um, yeah, but you don't think of the Grinch in black and white. You you just think of him as being green. Yeah, that's it's right. Simple. Um, I, I guess part of that as well... Who knows? I mean, where there's choice, there's meaning, as we've said plenty of times. So there is a, a, a very definite reason for him being green. I suspect part of it might have been because it's a primary colour. And as, as we said, we're in standard definition here, so it's not like you're going to get a lot of nuance yeah. on your TV screen. But I think it's also... It's a festive colour, and it complements red. Yeah. Plus, also, green's the colour of envy. If we really want to go deep on this shit well, and take a it. deep dive, then green obviously is the colour of, of envy. And the Grinch actually... My reading of it, anyways, we say we don't get his backstory here, but the Grinch is envious of the Who's. That's why he hates Christmas. He's up on the mountain on his own. Yeah. While they're down there celebrating and singing, and he wants to be down there. Right yeah. throughout, he wants to be down there. That's why he's complete at the end. That is the Grinch's journey. Yeah. So it makes sense that he's green because he's envious of the Who's. And it all of this spite for Christmas comes out of a place of, well, it is literally that. It's spite and envy. Yeah. You know, And yeah. if he can't have Christmas,
1: then nobody's having Christmas. Yeah, that's right. And I think that, I mean, the rest of the colour part, I think they, they very definitely avoid green in a lot of places mm-hmm. um, because then it makes it stand out that much more. Yeah. And I think even though the, with the other colours, they're very bright, but they're not very vivid. They're no. Not a depth to them, whereas the, the Grinch tends to, be, it tends to be a bit more... Yeah, he uh, pops. Yeah. He does pop. I'm definitely. trying to think of a technical term, but he yeah. pops. Um, but yeah, so I mean, it's 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 a very... It's very definitely a worthwhile choice, and it, it certainly adds to what you get as a product. But again, to me, it's I mean, he doesn't—he's not green. He's yeah. Black and white. Yeah. So that's bizarre. Um, but yeah, I mean, I hadn't really thought about it. I mean, in terms of the translation, because it's just um, him—he's the, the, drawn as green, but no, he's, he's animated as green, but he's drawn as black and white. And that's, yeah. that's just kind of where I left. It. I didn't make the jump. Yeah, he's—he's—he's he's, he's just green to me. If you asked me to picture the Grinch, I wouldn't picture a
0: black and white Grinch. Like, even though. I've probably read the book more than I've seen the special at this
1: point, even though the special came first. But yeah. he's green. The Grinch is green. Yeah, bizarre. Um, so in terms of broadcast then, like you mentioned, obviously here it's not it's not been as big a deal um as it is in, in the US. Um but the the half hour short was originally telecast in the US on CBS on December eighteenth, nineteen sixty six. CBS repeated it annually during the Christmas season until nineteen eighty eight. So Jeez. They, they ran it every year for twenty two years. And then after that, it on various networks throughout the season. Now, that's interesting because
0: I don't know whether this is a thing or not, but I would say 88-89-ish was probably about the time I was first exposed to the Grinch. Yeah. So whether it was a case of there was some international rights released at that point, and all of a sudden, I, don't, I don't know. I'm no clutching the straws. But I was, as I say, I was in that range probably between about six to eight-ish. I was a older young child then, if you yeah. like, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um. So that would be about the time that I first seen it, was, yeah. was the time it was ending
1: that run. Yeah, so I mean, I mean, that was in the US, and I, I don't know how the international package worked. The um, essentially from the US is aired on various other networks multiple times a season. In the 90s and 2000s, primarily seen on the Turner um, uh, properties, so TBS, TNT, Cartoon Network, and then ABC from 2006 to 2014, uh, and and uh, on ABC Family in August twenty fifteen, NBC announced the special move to that network and air twice uh, twice during the Christmas season uh, under a three year licensing deal. So that'd be coming up now. Yeah. So I'd, I'd imagine they'll be talking about rights again early next year to, for for the for where the it broadcast. goes. Yeah, uh, and then probably complemented by picking up the new one as well. Yeah, and most then, likely. Well, I'd imagine that's probably already got distribution in uh, in place. Yeah, well,
0: the new one is Illumination as well, isn't it? so yeah. That is going to go to that kind of um, to the Turner Networks that I thought because it's going to be universal, so yeah. it's, it's not going anywhere near ABC. No, so it's yeah, it's going to be Time Warner
1: somewhere yeah, along well, the line. Yeah, well, well, Warner still own it, so done, yeah, so it's still owned by Warner, Warner Domestic Television Distribution. So yeah, so they'll will bounce around for a while. Then. Um, in terms of reception, it was. Um, it was one of the many, many, many holiday specials, animated holiday, ho- an animated holiday specials in the sixties. Um, Those, um, the sixty-four Rudolph. Look, that is also look. I love all of these. I have the sixty-four
0: Rudolph on DVD too. I've only
1: seen it once. I think
0: it's um, it's brilliant. It's not the Grinch, but it's brilliant. Maybe next year, guys. Maybe we'll do that one. Unless really? anybody has any other suggestions
1: for well, a Christmas I've, I've special. Got another, I've got another one, which is going to be Charlie Brown Christmas.
0: I mean, that is up there with <laughs> which is this. One of my yeah, it's I've not, not it's not the Grinch, but it's up there with
1: this definitely. Yeah. Um, so yes, yeah, so, I mean, you had an, an, an absolute myriad of these things in the '60s, but um, those two we mentioned, Rudolph and Charlie Brown, and um, Frosty, Frosty and the Snowman, Snowman. in '69, yeah, 1969. yeah. yeah. Um, all of which are regarded as classics. Um, this is probably the best received, I think, um, in terms of some critical reception at the time. I think of, of, of those four. I think because people didn't expect it, or people sort of took it. It, it was a very different Christmas story. Things like Frosty, yeah, and Rudolph. They're, they're all, traditional. They're traditional, yeah, and they're yeah. very. They're always very positive, whereas the Grinch gets pretty dark before it gets that before it gets light again. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I think that it's surprising it was as well received as it was um, in terms of the critics. Um, but um, Rick Dubrow. To, don't where he what was, a name! Yeah, Rick Dubro, that's D-U space B-R-O, uh said it was probably as good as most other holiday cartoons. So, it's a glowing endorsement there.
0: Probably as good
1: yeah. as most. Uh, um, but, but I mean, given the no, given the fact that you know, nobody was expecting a great deal from it. Um, was quite a thing, but then since then it's been it's been recognised as a classic. And Rotten Tomatoes actually has a hundred percent fresh rating on his website. Jeez. It's one of very few that actually has a hundred percent rating. What a fuck! Even at the time though, what a fucking ridiculous
0: thing to say. Like yeah. there was no expectation. It's fucking Chuck. Like name a bad thing that Chuck
1: Jones has ever done. No, but like, <laughs> I think. But I say I think it was a very, it was a very different choice. it, was yeah, some, it, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't, I get what, what was saying. Being churned out, I think was
0: the no, most, and especially uh, obviously. A Charlie Brown Christmas had had a very definite IP attached to it, so that was always going to be successful. Rudolph was, weirdly, because I think Rudolph was probably the first thing to start it, but it had what I would now call the traditional stop-motion Christmas style to it. Mm. And it's odd to say that because I, I kind of associate that, maybe because of Nightmare Before Christmas as well, but I associate that stop-motion style with a lot of Christmas specials. Yeah. But it's only really Rudolph, because Frosty's fucking animated. Yeah. So it's only really Rudolph that has that style of any note, but it's become kind of it, cemented in popular culture as a thing.
1: Yeah, it's a, 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 a thing with Christmas films.
0: Even if you look at Elf, there's there's a whole throwback there to that stop motion style when he's in the no, in the North Pole, all the creatures are yeah. stop motion. Because of Rudolph, it's just Rudolph.
1: Yeah, I know. It, it, I think because it because it was so successful, and I say it's it's become a thing, but it's very difficult to work out why. Yeah, but it's a thing, so just kind of kind of go roll with it. I mean, it's yeah, not
0: not a bad thing by any means. Look, I love stop motion animation, but it is just weird that that we've gone down that route with it, thinking that that is how Christmas specials look. Yeah,
1: well, there's well, only
0: fucking really one. Not. Yeah,
1: it's just the one. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I mean, talking about we're talking about the reception and the um the, the ratings on Rotten Tomatoes, the um the critical consensus reads. How the Grinch Stole Christmas brings an impressive array of talent to bear on an adaptation that honours a classic holiday story and has rightfully become a Yuletide tradition of its own. I mean, that's more like the sort of review you'd expect.
0: That's exactly how I would describe my attitude to it as well. Well, that was the first 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, but yes, I mean, it's it's one of those that it wasn't them. It was regarded well because people weren't expecting it to be what it was. But over time, it's become not even a cult thing. It's just become a thing. It's part of Christmas. Absolutely. It is
0: part of Christmas. Um yeah, I, I, there's no other way to put it. They, they're dead right. They've hit the nail bang on the head there. Yeah. Well done, Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, so it's um, co- it's, constantly, it's constantly airing. It's still, it still airs every year. Now it just bounces around networks a bit. Um, TV Guide in the US ranked the special number one on its best holiday specials ever list. So I think that's probably fair. I, it's definitely fair. This is the best, as, as I said at the
0: start, it is. It's just the best Christmas special. If not, in my opinion... Depends whether you want to call it a film or not. I tend to think of it as a film, if I'm honest. One of yeah. my favourite
1: films. I'd, yeah, I also take it as a film. I mean i I, I don't have the association with, it, with the Edo. It's certainly something that you no, know, it's every time I pick it, I just pick it up and watch it. Go, oh yeah, it's not. It yeah. Christmas. Yeah, um, I, I can live with that. Whereas you know, up until yesterday, I, I was, I, I've been arguing with people in work that Christmas doesn't start until Christmas Eve. Um, whereas they've been putting decorations up since fucking October. I, I get that. Like I said, this is the start of Christmas for me, hmm. and it's
0: Christmas Eve morning. But it's the start of that actual Christmas period.
1: Yes, it's it's actually Christmas. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's uh, not
0: just December. Yeah. Which is what most people tend to think of now as Christmas.
1: Yeah. So yeah. But, um. Yeah. So it's it's yeah. It's it's a good one for me, and i sort of gent- gent- I tend to take it once once I've seen it, once I've watched it, once I've read it. Then that's some, that kind of kicks me off into it as well, mm-hmm. or, it, or at least it gets me into a slightly more festive mood than uh, Fuck Christmas. Yeah, which no, d- not Fuck Christmas. I'm not that bad, but <laughs> so, usually. Anyway, um, so yeah, in terms of um, releases and obviously we've talked about it's been around for like ever, fifty-two years. Um, so released on VHS, beta Max, CED. What the fuck is CED? No idea. So, um, laser disc, um, and then onto um, DVD and Blu-ray and also streaming I'm just looking at what CD is because it's fucking Capacitance Electronic Disc Never fucking heard of it Is yeah. that is that a CD? Um, it's an analogue video disc playback system developed by RCA oh, So which... VCD basically then. Pretty much yeah VCD Yes yeah, so it's basically a to the DVD The
0: worst format known to man and even that's got the Grinch on it I don't know I'd, I'd still argue Cave Painting wouldn't do it justice Oh man, you v- At least cave paints would look like a book. VCDs are just horrible, pixely,
1: fucking, me- they yeah. disgraceful. I don't, I don't. I've have well, seen one or two. I don't think I've seen that Yeah, but um, yeah. So yeah, so, I mean, it's it's been around. It's it's had home releases for no for as long as it's been around. No, as long as it's been mm-hmm. around, there's been uh, there's been a home release market. Um. The, the DVD release uh, DVD release featured another suit Space special. Horton Here's a who. Contains an audio commentary by Phil Roman and June Forey. So, I mean, it's they've really tried to flesh this out as well. Because if if you're paying for it, I mean, especially when you got to the mid 2000s where you were buying a DVD for the product, you were buying it for all the shit that went with it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. When I would have been fuck all to go with it. Yeah,
0: there were no special features when I first bought this, it didn't even have audio commentaries. As I say, I bought every subsequent version, but I remember. When I first bought this on DVD, and I was really into DVD as a format when it came Mm -hmm. out. I was getting Criterion collections and all sorts, and this came out quite early. And that first Christmas, I bought it, and I was like, what the fuck? Because there was nothing extra. It was just they threw Horton Here's a Who on there to make it, like, 40 minutes worth of material, and it was still, like, 20 quid. Yeah. It was ridiculous, but at the time I'm like, oh, it's the Grinch, and it's on this nice pristine format, I've got to get it, and then it looked discoloured, and I was like, well, this is a bag of dicks. Yeah. But, and, and let's be fair, Horton, here's a who, it's okay, not a fucking patch on this, and it is nothing more than a, a nice to have on
1: yeah. the disc. I, mean, I didn't see the um, uh, the CG version that came out, what, about 10 years ago now? Yeah, neither of I. Um, I. Was it... Was it Steve Carell was in that one? No idea. I remember I cl- it coming out. Yeah, I remember it. it coming out, and I I remember thinking, oh, I'll probably give it a look at some point, and I've never actually got around to watching it. So I mean, I'm not sure if that's any better than the short that was on the DVD. But I mean, again no, no. the short on the DVD is not bad. It's just that's just not the Grinch. Not the Grinch, yeah. Um, it's not even the Lorax. No, that's right. Um, so yes, I mean, it, it's coming by and As you say, there've been special editions and all the rest released. So, I mean, there's a, a 50th anniversary um, birth, a fifty 50th, 50th birthday deluxe edition released in 2006. Um so referring um refers to the, the book rather yeah. than the um rather than the film. Um and it contain featured a new retrospective feature contained all the bonus features from previous releases, um, except the audio commentary, the Grinch was to the original green colour. So they went back. I mean we yeah. we were kind of the poor relation anyway in terms of D V D with a lot of stuff because in America they spent they put a lot more into it early on whereas by the time you got here a lot of it the time they went fucking give them the film. Yeah. And I've I've got DVDs that you put in the drive, there's no menu, it just fucking plays. Yeah. yeah. And then they, you know, it gets to the end and it stops. Yeah. There's nothing else to it. So I mean, that no, I've got a few of those and they never they never come out. I mean, they're in a box somewhere. Yeah. Um. So I mean, it's, it's nice they went back to do this and actually give that you know, to a wider audience because I said there will be a love for this around the world.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so people
1: will have wanted to see that. And having this version where say, which is just, you know, 27 minutes and 10 minutes of ordinary years or who or whatever it was. Yeah. It's not really sufficient. No. It's not going to satisfy the appetite. So at least they have sort of recognised that and so they obviously went back and fixed the green mm-hmm. um, which is important like yeah. that is a big fucking
0: step because that colour was just wrong yeah it was kind of more of a brownie green wasn't it yeah and yeah it was gross green.
1: Yeah, yeah it was absolutely gross it's, um, yeah so then um, the special was again re-released on DVD um, with, the commentary, uh, with the Audrey commentary replacing Courtney as a Who bonus special the special was released on HD Blu-ray uh, in 2009 with the title changed to Doctor Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas Contained the bonus features from the service and DVD, except for news who, and included DVD of the special and a digital copy. So, again, they, they go, well, Okay, we'll put across all formats, and again, p- more people will buy it, mm. more people will will pick up the, the extra features and all the rest of it, and we can get this out there. And I think that was important because, let's say, no, it's very easy to feel shortchanged when you look at the difference between products you get around the world. And I remember when when we lived in Australia, there was stuff coming out there, and stuff coming out on Blu ray, and I'm thinking, Hang on, I just like seeing stuff advertised for uh, still reading UK magazines and stuff yeah. like that and comparing the two sets of special features hang on why is that not on there no, just because it's not done properly yeah, yeah it's just a lack of care yeah okay so well, we, we've talked about the, the the songs already in the soundtrack. track um, the the thing obviously that stands out is the um, uh, for me anyway so you're a meme one, Mr. Grinch Because so that's many what versions most of that.
0: people think of when they think of this special people think of the, not just the song but the whole sequence of yeah. Your Mean One Mr. Grinch that is the first place people go um, there aren't actually many songs in this no um, people talk about the soundtrack and the soundtrack's had a release and stuff but the soundtrack's actually more or less just Boris Karloff reading the book because yeah. there are only really
1: two songs I've got three but well, Welcome to Christmas Trim Up the Tree and Your Mean oh I forgot
0: about Trim Up the Tree yeah there are three I forgot about Trim Up the Tree yeah yeah.
1: About about as well. tree. yeah, yeah. yeah um, but as I said it's been released in, in all sorts of these yes yeah. Um, but you'd object to pay more than a couple of quid for it
0: Yeah, I mean look, all three songs are great Uh, and as I say, Welcome Christmas is, uh, even just listening to the song gives me goosebumps but that's because of the association I have with the end of the film. Um, Welcome Christmas is a fantastic Christmas song but it is only three songs at the end of the day so it's, you know, I don't know why there's a fuss made over the soundtrack to be honest.
1: No, um, I mean it was was generally released um, with the reading of the story as well yeah. So no, it's just it's, it's the whole gamut of it. Um, in on December eighteenth, nineteen sixty six, the day it first broadcast, and released the soundtrack LP in conjunction with the special CD releases include album uh, CD releases include albums produced by Island in ninety five and Mercury Records. Uh, in a recorded version, Boris Karloff does all the voices, including Cindy Lou Who I need to hear that. Yeah, in, that... I've not come across that one before. No. Um, so that that's going to be interesting. Um,
0: I I, I I guess I have heard that actually. Yeah. I I,
1: I, I, that's not ringing a bell to me um and then in in that song you remember Mr. grinch um which com- uh, says he comically describes the level of the Grinch's despicable in nature which i think that's probably an understatement uh includes all vers- verses with their original rhyming lyrics and the isolated song tracks um so where they've re-recorded stuff they've actually chopped it around a bit as well mm-hmm. got, they've got the full version in as well so of cut that bit um in '99, there was another version of it released, which also included um, the soundtrack for *Horton Hears a Who*. Why the fuck did he abandon these against together? I don't know. Yeah, I don't get it either. I mean, it's shameless cashing in. If nothing else, mm. um, they then they took the the music tracks from uh, from those as well. So you get the, you get the score yeah. as well, which again, is not that much special to it, I don't think. But again, there was there's a market for it because it sold really really well. Um, I didn't realize this actually. Um, the song is general. A lot of people attribute um, the, the the recording of the song from uh, from this special as, as Boris Karloff. Hey. Um, it was Thurl. What's his name?
0: Thurl. Oh, sorry. You you, you so, mean people think that Boris yes. Karloff? No, it's still Ravenscroft.
1: Yeah. I was looking at yeah, th- yeah. Yeah. Um, generally, because he wasn't credited for the closing credits. Right. People think it's Karloff.
0: Yeah. No, it's still Ravenscroft.
1: Yeah. Um, Karloff um, won a Grammy as for spoken word yeah this recording which I did not know uh, was the only major performing award of his career which has got to suck I mean you, you don't I mean the thing is though with Boris Karloff, like look Boris Karloff is a fantastic
0: actor um, but look at the choices that he made he's a he's character actor he's yes a, he's not an actor that's going to win awards that sounds uh, sort of dismissive but I don't mean it to be but he is he's a character actor it's as simple as that
1: yeah I just think that I mean that not that this isn't iconic but I mean for a lot of people this isn't the first thing you associate Boris Karloff with.
0: No, absolutely not. Um, it is for me, weirdly, and that's speaking as somebody who's also a huge fan of Universal Monsters. But yeah, so I mean, this, this is for me the first thing I associate Karloff yeah. with.
1: But I mean, for a lot of people, it won't be. And I think it will be, it'll be. It'll be the mummy. It'll be the mummy. So yeah. it's. It is. I, I don't want to say it's disrespectful. I think it's it's got to be. For, for obviously, for him to win that enough to, to win it, it's fantastic. But it's good one. Of the things is, this the, is this the only thing I'm going to be remembered for. Because you never know when you're not when you're yeah, alive, yeah. you never know what your legacy is going to be no and i mean he couldn't possibly have, no dreamt he'd have achieved the status he does by 20 no, by 2018 yeah um so i mean to have that point we're thinking all the work he'd done up until this point and this is the one that um. No, yeah this is the one that yeah so it, I, I mean i didn't I, I didn't know this was
0: uh but then yeah i wrong. mean is this any from a from a point of view of dramatic weight then is this is this any more weighty than being the mummy or Frankenstein? Well,
1: this is this is a question, and I mean, it's it's a it's a question that gets asked a lot. And if you see the work that goes into kids films now, well, I can't say kids films, kids films, aren't kids films anymore, are they? But yeah. you know, the the, amount, the same amount of effort goes into making a, ki- a film for kids yeah, yeah. as it does to make a film for adults. And depending on the subject matter and the way you do it, I mean, there's no there's nothing to say that a film for kids isn't as important or isn't as culturally significant. Yeah. So I mean. I mean, at the time I it, it probably wouldn't have been seen that way I think you know, kids TV was kind of an afterthought generally anyway in the 60s kids TV was then and
0: still is now unfortunately seen as nothing more than a way to sell toys is the truth of it yeah
1: which ironically I don't think this would have been I mean, this would have been a way to sell books if anything else but um, yeah but yeah I mean it's 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 not it wouldn't have had the, had the weight no. that no, that doing a, a quote unquote serious film would have yeah yeah so yeah, it's just quite quite funny. And I hadn't really thought about that in terms of in terms of legacy and stuff like that. But good on him for winning the Grammy anyway. I've not won one, so I'm yeah. Who are we to knock him? Yeah. Um, yes, I mean it's it's one of those. I mean, I they've they've done reversions, which as I've not seen the new one. I saw the Jim Carrey one a couple of times. That's uh, so what I think I so saw in the cinema when it came, when it first came out. Um, there have been, sequ- I say sequels or they might be spin-offs. There was a, a Grinch Cat in the Hat crossover. What? Um, it was called The Grinch Grinch is the Cat in the Hat. What the fuck? Um, aired on ABC in 1982, credited to Paddy Freeling. It was produced by Marvel Productions.
0: What the fuck? Like, A, how am I only now finding out about this? B, I now need to find this. And see, how the fuck does that even work? Because by the end of The Grinch, he's not really... Like, oh, I don't know. Like, he, he's, his heart has grown... He accepts Christmas, so we as an arc, where does the Grinch go from there?
1: I don't know unless it's like
0: a, his arc is complete,
1: unless it's uh, unless it's not linear, unless it's a prequel. Maybe.
0: Maybe um, that also suggests then that the whole Seuss universe is a shared universe. Well, it kind of, which it, I guess it kind of it is kind anyway of because Horton one. here's a home. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. As I yeah. say, it kind of has to be anyway. Um, I mean, I, we'll, I'll I'll move on to that one in a minute. But there was also um, a TV special called Halloween is Grinch Night. Um, which aired in 1977. Um, I need to find that even more. Holy fuck. Especially in, uh, in what I said The Grinch coming down to scare the Who's every Halloween. Though less successful than the original, it was awarded an Emmy. And that totally makes
0: sense because even if he's now friends with The Who's, it makes sense because it's Halloween. <laughs> he's and he's kind of a monster it. and yeah. he's down price. So that makes sense. That
1: makes sense. The, um, the Grinch Grinch Grinches a cat in the hat, was also known as um, The Cat in the Hat Gets Grinched. Um, Says here it's a 1982 American animated musical television special and crossover starring two characters created by Dr. Seuss. Um, it premiered in May 1982 on ABC and won two Emmys. It also aired on ABC Family's 25 Days of Christmas in 2011. So um, the Grinch wakes up uh, in a good a good mood one morning until his reflection in the mirror prompts him to repeat the Grinch's oath and prove himself as a Grinch. Meanwhile, the cat in the hat goes on a picnic. Their paths cross from the Grinch can't get his car around the cat, and things quickly escalate to a fierce car chase after the cat unintentionally insults the Grinch by calling him Mr. Greenface. What wow. the fuck? Um,
0: okay, so we regress the Grinch as a character then. So this is afterwards, and we regress the Grinch. So that, that adds to the mythology of the Grinch, because he doesn't yeah. stay with his heart being...
1: Yeah, he goes back to being Grinchy. Um, uh, fact, also I mean, written by Doctor Seuss though, so no, it's not as if it's a uh, complete. In
0: the eighties, wasn't Doctor Seuss dead by then? When did Doctor Seuss pop it?
1: I don't know. Doctor Seuss popped it in ninety uh,
0: one. Oh right, okay. I thought it was before that. Yeah, as well, I thought but, it was. But, okay. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I, I
1: didn't, I didn't even know this thing existed.
0: I mean, it does. It, I'm sure this is to do with rights, but if this thing exists and the Halloween Grinch special exists, why the fuck do we get Horton? Here's a fucking who on every DVD surely <laughs> to fuck you put all three Grinch cartoons
1: on one DVD well you'd think so wouldn't you what uh, what the fuck yeah somebody dropped a ball there um, so whoever owns the rights to these fucking things get them on a set it'll, get it'll
0: be a rights thing these two will have been caught up in some sort of legal snafu surely
1: probably but get the fucking things out man
0: yeah I want to see those I'm going to find them. Like, they, look, they'll be out there, as we say all the time on this fucking podcast. Like, you can find anything you need to find it. You may have to go through some slightly nefarious means to get them, but...
1: Which we don't endorse?
0: No, not at all. Like, fuck... If you, look, if you're going to watch oh. How the Grinch Stole Christmas and you don't already own it, then please do buy it oh, legally. Yeah.
1: There are so many versions you can buy as well. And so it's, it's not worth as owning. to find.
0: Yeah. But this other stuff, if you can't get it,
1: like, yeah, I'm fucking out there. YouTube, Cody yeah it's out there wherever people get stuff from that we don't know about
0: yeah 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 we do not endorse this in any way and I don't do it for all of the other stuff that we watch honestly folks absolutely moving on swiftly yeah,
1: yeah. Um. so yeah so, I mean this is a this is a good one for me because I, I'm not anti Christmas I just don't really get into it he says wearing his big old Rudolph jumper yeah you are wearing a fucking festive jumper today dude so. and, uh, yeah I don't actually know why I, I don't only work yesterday but beyond that I don't know um, but yeah so I mean um, this to me, you're right. It it is one of those that you watch it and you go, oh yeah, actually, you know what, Christmas isn't that fucking bad. I, mean, I don't hate Christmas anyway. It's just one of those that I kind of grew out of it. I think for a while, and never really got back into it. And so now having kids, I'm thinking, right, I can, no, we can make something of this. And like, this is the first year we've really got into like we've done Elf on a Shelf for a couple of years. This is the first year we've really you know, we've really, we've really had a response out of it mm-hmm. to a point where like you know, we've got two elves and they go put on time out yesterday. Because um, they, what did they do yesterday? Oh, they they stole a set of headphones and, and an iPod, and they were sat in sat in the chair listening to it. Um, and so they got put on time out. Uh, no, they, they no, the kids are not really getting into it. so We can really go out, and th- I'm, I'm hoping that over the next couple of years that that'll grow. And I've, yeah. it's a thing where Christmas will be a bit more special and a bit you no, know, a bit more honestly purposeful. But you know that sort of thing. There's something to get out of it other than it's a day off work where I get to eat and drink. Um, but yeah, so I mean, watching this is it's it's a good start. I mean, I, I put it on yesterday, so we're still a week or so away from Christmas. Um, but put it on yesterday just because I hadn't watched it for a couple of years. Um, because I've read the book and I read the book every year. I will continue to read the book every year, but it was one of those that I just hadn't done. So it was definitely worth it. And for me, it was just it was a nice way to sort of kick off the whole thing, really. Yeah. And it's some, certainly something that I say if you've not seen it, hey, how the hell have you not seen it? But Go, no, it's, it's available pretty much everywhere you look at the moment yeah, yeah. go and find
0: it yeah definitely i mean I, I made my feelings pretty clear right at the top of the show i don't think i've got too much to add to that really um it's pretty evident how much i fucking love this special um but yeah if you haven't seen it i mean i guess it's very old now so i can understand how it would have bypassed some people so if you haven't seen it please do I can't imagine you haven't seen it if you're listening to this podcast. But No,
1: that's right. And I mean if you if you've seen if you've
0: not seen this but you've seen other versions, um... you are doing yourself a massive disservice Absolutely. if you've watched any of the others and not seen this. Please pick it up. Please pick the book up. Yeah. If you've not read the book as well. Because they are very similar. The illustrations in the book are great. They are they are different to the way that you know, I, I think People tend to think that because this is so faithful to the book, that actually the animation looks like the pictures in the book. It doesn't. The animation is very Chuck Jones. And we haven't actually talked about that, but there is a lot of what makes this work is the animation style the Grinch as a character owes a lot to the way that he's animated Yeah, definitely. he's very sly he slivers and slinks as, as the rhyme says you know and you get that massive Grinch grin coming out and his yeah. hair curls over and stuff it's, the animation is beautiful the pictures in the book are very different and equally beautiful in their own
1: way. They also are beautiful, but beautiful, and the, the the book looks beautiful because of the red. Yes, I, and it's so iconic and it stands out so um, so vividly. Again, it's an absolutely beautiful book to look at, but you're not getting what you get if
0: you watch the if you watch the special. No, no, there is the animation really adds so much to it, and so much of the Grinch's character and what we think of as the Grinch's character. Yeah because of that Chuck Jones animation
1: yeah I agree and then does it by the time you get to the Jim Carrey version it becomes a bit
0: more silly yes but he he is essentially trying to be a live action version of 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 that yeah yeah. he is just imitating that animation style and I can't remember
1: who directed that um but it's it's almost as though they've kind of gone well that character was more or less perfect but we need to flesh it out a bit so we'll get Jim Carrey because Jim Carrey is himself a fucking cartoon. Um, yeah, lot, and, and he does, stuff. and he does, he does a, an admirable job with, with what But he, he just has. imitates it, even down to his walk. Yeah, uh, he just
0: imitates the the animation style of the cartoon. Um, so yeah, I have nothing to add to what I said at the start of the show. I dearly, dearly love this. It is fantastic. I will watch it on Christmas Eve. I will watch it every Christmas Eve for the rest of my life. Uh, please go and pick it up.
1: Yeah yeah so that's um, Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas um, we're always looking to chat with people um, if you have your own particular take on this or your own memories or if you want to share anything with us at all please get in touch uh, you can use it via our website at ddpodcast.net um, on there you can also find our sister shows um, some of our partner shows which are all great um, you can find us on Facebook uh, with the Double Done Podcast Network we're on Twitter at SMPDPod just get in touch I mean we love talking to people we, we love getting the, uh, you know, the feedback from you guys and we, lo- we just love chatting about them. We, we do this for an hour a week um, just so we can talk about stuff. So if, if you want to carry that on and talk to us, by all means, get in touch. But until next time...
0: Welcome, Christmas, while we stand heart in heart and hand in hand. Merry Christmas, guys. Bye.